I think one of the things, if I would say in terms of learnings, I do regret a bit, to be honest, is that because I used to skip finals to travel uh, for like, I remember like for steering team meetings, like you would get, Uh I was getting Fs just like that because I was skipping things. And I do regret that now. Uh, yeah. Because it, you but know, why? Why do you regret that? I regret it with a bit because, um, because you know, that's not my real. Uh, that's not my real. Let's say level or like on terms of like transcript, you know. And whether you mm-hmm. like it or not, I know that like yeah, degrees don't matter and these kind of things is now very. I think degrees do matter. In it this, depends on which. <laughs> in this context, yeah. right now, like and people like talking and yeah. podcasts, whatever. But if I want to apply to a certain master's that I want, for example, they would check. Yeah, they're yeah, going yeah. to check my transcript, whether you like it or not. Yeah. That's that's the reality right now. <laughs> we have we have to be real as well. Yeah, I mean they they will check your transcript. Uh, I also have that regret. But <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> being someone who took like nine years to fucking graduate because I was ah, in Isaac okay. and I was traveling and shit. Uh, but uh, I think it depends on the program as well. It depends if yeah. you really want to, why you want, and then you can also show you know yeah, what true. else you've been doing. That's so, true. I mean, I mean, the good, sorry. lastly, we can't do anything about it right now. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I mean, the good thing is that because I took a major in marketing, I have very good grades in marketing. And even my professor, he once, um, when I wanted to apply for this master, he, um, how do you say, like, re- gave me a reference letter. And yeah. I'm sure he would do it again if I would ask him um, yeah. from, from the good side of it. But we, I could have managed better. Like my last year, for example, of yeah. ISEC, when I was doing this conference, uh, I was having seven subjects, for example, seven. Uh, oh, wow. That was so a like lot. a full load. Yeah, our full load was six. I took seven because I wanted to graduate. And I was working part-time as an uh, English teacher. I had for like one month, I was like co-hosting um, on, on the radio, that conference to mm-hmm. take care of and my studies. So like four things, but uh, yeah. because I failed a lot in time management before that, that was a year where I really did well. Like uh, I passed all of them and not like just passed them like with a D or C, like I had like B's and B plus and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like I, I managed, but it's, I was super disciplined uh, as well, mm-hmm. uh, but you learn. Um, and also I took a gap year. Uh, that's when I worked with Isaac International. And I think it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely worth it, of course. I would do it again. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, I would not change anything. Yeah. Uh, there's always moments of, uh, I think moments of regret come from comparing, or at least for me, in my experience, it's like you can compare with people or you can see like, oh, this person is going to this school or this person is doing X, Y, and Z job while I was doing Isaac. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when I see there's a good, uh, I forgot who said this quote in terms of comparison, but it was if you're comparing yourself to someone uh, and you feel bad about it, would you switch your entire life with that person or you're only comparing for that moment in their life? Mm. And I was like, I would never switch my life with anyone. So why are you comparing then? You know, because you're on a different path and a different journey. Yeah. Maybe. Um, may- <laughs> Not convinced, look. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I mean, the comparison part, I'm I'm convinced. It just, I think that, because uh, I hear a lot of the discourse of no regrets, zero regrets. Yeah. And uh, growing up, I like I think now that I matured and uh, hopefully, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I feel maybe I became more pragmatic, but also not forgetting my kind of my child, my inner child mm-hmm. at the same time. So trying to find that balance. And I think we do make bad choices in life. Of course. We and do. regret is a teacher. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of uh, no regrets. No, like uh, no regrets in the sense like I wouldn't change anything because I learned from it, you know? Yeah. yeah but yeah. did you regret it at some point? Maybe yes. And that's not bad. Yeah. You know, that's not the end of the word. It just, it's just it's a feeling yeah, because... like any other one. <laughs> We all fuck up, right? But if we don't, I exactly agree on that point that if you think regret is also a a moment for you to self-reflect. And I feel I agree, like I agree with you, I agree, my English is, I agree with you on on the fact that this discourse of no regret just travels, like there's X, Y, and Z things on the social media right now. Yeah. But if you have no regrets, you're just going to keep on repeating the same patterns and the same mistakes if you actually take it for what they're saying yeah is to have zero regrets you know uh yeah you're never gonna change yeah 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 there is a lot of talk i call it toxic self-love on social media right now yeah toxic self-love toxic self-awareness toxic you know it's it's the extreme of everything yeah and like i think we should be careful what to use and intake 100 percent uh oh so we've been talking a lot about identity and then you growing mm. up in tunisia and then how uh just a brief retrospective and how the revolution changed you and then you went to rotterdam but you were not really living in rotterdam you were living in half of africa the continent and now you moved to germany as an as a proper immigrant <laughs> so how has that experience been for you in terms of uh yeah living in deutschland deutschland um yeah um i think uh i'm trying to just uh structure it like uh, like someone who lives in german germany would <laughs> uh living abroad in you general. have five minutes <laughs> you yes. have five minutes nothing yes. more than i'm looking that. at the time at the same time <laughs> um i think being an immigrant there are phases yeah at the beginning you are uh, loving it uh for mm-hmm. me, when I was an intern, I was like living the intern's life, enjoying it, loving it, discovering, going all around. And then at some another phase comes when you realize that you are in a new routine. Oh my God, I'm working. Mm-hmm. It's a nine to five jobs. It's a job. Um, mm-hmm. Did I really want this? You are used to this, you know, entrepreneurial, you know, mm-hmm. you know, this dynamic, you know, life, you know, that you used to have, and now you start to feel a routine. And I remember. In my first six months, I was talking to a friend. I told him, I am afraid of the routine. Like, I was scared. Mm -hmm. Um, And you start to, oh, my God, this is real life. I'm growing up. Like, it's happening, you know. You you file Mm -hmm. your first, you know, Steuererklärung, which is like the taxes. (laughs) Steuererklärung. (laughs) And these things. And you're like, like, I'm I'm, I'm growing up. And then, Mm -hmm. um, so you have that phase where you are, you know, trying to understand what's happening and then 
there comes the acceptance. Sometimes certain elements intensify this acceptance. Like for me, um, 2020 was a year, an exceptional one. A lot of things has happened. Uh, I was like, mm -hmm. um, a lot of things happened, like COVID um, on a personal level as well uh, with my, um, what do you call it? Like job search. Because I was like finishing my mm -hmm. internship, hiring was freezing. It's COVID, and yeah. I was looking for a job. Um, so you are in this uncertainty. Like I lived that uncertainty, uh, like everyone else. But like I had other elements as well. Um, so and also it was the year when I had like my first um, burnout kind of thing. Like that was like the mm -hmm. year also where um, even like. I, I consulted like with a therapist, etc., because I realized that I never took a break from all those seven years of Isaac being working intensively. Wow. Not only Isaac, but other jobs as well. Like I told you, I worked mm -hmm. as well as a full time, etc. And like you're you're always on the go, and then you at some, you wake up one day and like your body is not responding <laughs> anymore, <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is happening? You know. Uh, so I was like physically super tired that year as well that summer. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that I think being an immigrant, I think a lot of people do have that people have it with different circumstances. COVID definitely changed, but people do have that, like trying to figure out this new routine, what is happening. And then there comes the acceptance and you're like trying to make the best out of it and building this new identity of yourself. Uh, and that mm -hmm. was like, for me, I really enjoyed it to be honest. Like I, and I am enjoying adulting. Um, because I feel like when you are uh, at the end of the 20s, some people will be like, um, I, I like, um, you know, having too much nostalgia to the past. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. there. And I'm, think, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But also I'm not there because I went through really a process of it wasn't easy, you know, like uh, the process yeah, yeah. of, you know, asking myself the questions, you know, um, I had a lot of difficult conversations in the last I would say mm -hmm. two, three years uh, on different relationship levels. Uh, and mm -hmm. that made me um, stronger as a person. I think the real fear, at least for me, is to have um, genuine, strong, and difficult conversations with your closest people. Um, and is that a fear? It is because when you. Because it's very difficult to start. Uh, we're talking here about, for example, with your parents or yeah. with showing that vulnerability with your loved ones, with your yeah. closest friends, you know, to be able. Sometimes, you know, people spend a lifetime without telling their father what they don't yeah. like, like what's something that didn't, that hurt them or like saying sorry or, you know, yeah. having that affectionate moment or a hug, you know. We take yeah. that for granted so much, you know. People, I, I like me how I grew up. I don't think, like, um, I don't think uh, like I would go for it. Of course, I would hesitate at the beginning, like, oh, but I would go for like, for example, skydiving or for, um, I don't know, yeah. speaking in public. Like in Isaac, we did like amazing things. So like these kind of fears yeah. for me, I see them as like you can deal with them easily. But the fear yeah. of having that, you know, vivid, genuine conversation, you know, like if you would ask yourself, if I die tomorrow, would I, would I go um, in peace in a way? Like, did I have all the conversations that I wanted to have with the people that I love? Uh, am I clear? 
yeah so for like me it's your conscience clear. yeah yeah so for me that's that that's how was this phase we did live in germany uh it's not about the country it's not about but i think just like that phase of my life is about other yeah. things that were really more important um than like other you know bucket list things you know <laughs> no, but the, i i sort of understand this point of view as well because i think once you start uh living away from let's say your family specifically uh and then you're adulting uh you kind of see things from different perspectives as well yeah. and as you're growing as you yourself are growing as well uh, you see okay in the, and if you're self reflecting then you see certain situations and you see okay this is what actually happened this was my perception of it this was that person's perception of it yeah and sec- secondly this thing of uh, thing having difficult and genuine conversations i think it's a skill and an art yeah, <laughs> and yeah. i think you, by living away because there is also this added factor of uh not being able to spend so much time with your family mm. and then as we're growing also knowing that maybe you only have a certain time that you will be able to spend your with your family yeah yeah so then i think that this is also like forces you into having those conversations and having those things again it completely depends on the person yeah. you know? some people just choose to ignore it yeah that's true uh i will tell you like one of the biggest highlights of my life of my life was when i traveled with my mom solo and when i traveled with mm-hmm. my dad like me and my mom we crossed morocco me and my dad we crossed mm-hmm. andalusia for me yeah like even now when i'm talking about them i feel like a bit emotional because for me those were the true highlights of my life when you have um that experience with your parents I think people are they have a different it doesn't have to be a travel. Me I love traveling yeah. part of it because of my parents. My dad he also yeah. he backpacked when there was no visa, no European Union, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And my mom she had a lot of pen friends, you know, <laughs> letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they both love traveling. Um Yeah. And they took us on the road a lot in Tunisia when we were young. So mm-hmm. having that experience with them seeing them in a different context and environment like it felt like mm-hmm. you know you're with your buddy you know and uh yeah of course you have different conversations on the road and you 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 understand a lot of things about your parents and i think um the more you have that healthy relationship with your parents the more you understand more about yourself the more you see them Uh some people blame their parents until they're like in their 40s for certain yeah, things. Oh, you didn't. They're just sad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you understand that they were adults just like you. Like my mom when she was my age, she had she had two of my sisters, I think. She was uh, not me yet, but like it's it's like I mean, Jesus, like when she was my age, she was making decisions yeah. for an, for another individual. Like that's something to admire and I you can't blame them f- for anything. actually you are yeah. very grateful and you try to understand where it comes from so it's like it brings understanding um and i think this is for me in the last three years yeah i had like some other projects like i went into podcasting for example mm-hmm. um i went back to writing in arabic which i'm very happy with although i'm like i'm not sharing everything that i do but like i i'm exploring still you know mm-hmm. um trying to find what sticks um 
And uh, yeah, I've been, like with podcasting, for example, it opened doors for me. Like at my work, I produce, yeah. uh, I produce for other friends that work in a, an organization. I've been in a program for podcasting for the MENA region. So I found myself not mm-hmm. only producing for myself, but I, I found myself enjoying being a producer behind the scenes for other people yeah. as well, which is something I discovered. Um, yeah, but I had other things going on that were for me, um, contributing and making me more that human mm-hmm. you know, beyond like what you, what I, what I have done in my early twenties. So I think it's that balance. That's why I said like, I'm enjoying my twenties overall, like with them, all mm-hmm. the bad and the good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, agree with everything that you said. Uh, the only subtext I'll add when it comes to, I think, our family relations, it depends on what your relationship is with your family and what you went through, I guess, as a yeah. child. It could be very different than what we went through. I'm grateful to have very uh, a very good childhood. Uh, even then, I had issues <laughs> of my own. But I do agree with you 100% that you cannot choose to be a victim in your life and pretend that everything happening to you is someone else's fault. Yeah. You need to grow up at some point. And it's freeing for yourself to do that. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. Um, one more thing that helped me, for anyone who's listening, like, try and also to think of them. Um, there were some readings and books that I had uh, that I read that helped a lot, like, 2020, I was 25, 26. So that was the year. Uh, that's a lot of the way I used to think about things changed. Um, mm-hmm. Some readings were related to uh, Sufism, you know, like the, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a mystic, uh, let's say. Mystic sect of Islam. Yeah. Uh, although I would say it's quite, it's kind of misunderstood in many ways. Because uh, a lot of people fantasize it. I saw once this meme. Yeah. People always like you know quote Rumi and like I saw this yeah. meme. I was talking about God, not your girlfriend, not your lover. <laughs> yeah, and most of those quotes are not even from Rumi. It's just made up shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I read a lot the poetry of Ibn Arabi, and I really love it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but also like uh, Stoicism, Taoism, like these philosophies, mm-hmm. and especially uh, understanding, you know, how to deal with your emotions as they are raw, mm-hmm. real, um, and like face them. Um, yeah. So that, that helped, you know, uh, that the, like the, these three, I would say school of thoughts, mm-hmm. um, they helped, um, and have like, like personal responsibility of your own actions, which is really, mm-hmm. n- which is not easy actually. Cause, uh, Facing yourself and say, damn, I made a mistake. And uh, it's yeah. easier said than done, I would say. I mean, we, we oh, I'm always trying. Yeah, I believe that our biggest supporter and our biggest enemy is within us. It depends on who we choose to, you know, let win. And you can only win. I mean, both of them are required by us, I think. Uh, because they're a part of us. So, yeah, facing yourself is, I think, the biggest obstacle. Yeah. Or obstacle is the way. <laughs> As I know, the day. Day. <laughs>